Registrations are currently open for one of the NEST's schools called The Realm, School of Dimensional Worship. The goal of this school is to assist you in finding the treasures that Yahweh has placed deep on the inside of you. You will develop the tools to help you on this journey of worship. Whether you're a worship leader, a singer, musician, or you just love to touch the heart of God through worship, this course is for you. There are two 45-minute classes every Tuesday and Thursday, and here are some of the topics covered in the school. Foundations of Worship Dimensional worship, meaning how can we worship Him in spirit and in truth so that our worship is not from the earth realm but from the spirit realm. Releasing the sound and the vibration that's on the inside of you. Vocal training is one of the courses. Songwriting, engaging worship, expressions of worship, music theory, keyboarding, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, drums, Lighting and sound technology, recording, how do you produce and copyright your own material and of course there are a few live Q&A sessions so that you can connect with your teachers. For this year only there is a $200 reduction in the fees but you only have a small window to take advantage of this special as registrations close on 31st of August 2020. The online classes commence the first week of September. If you're interested, please do visit our website www.thefoundationnest.com and please go and visit the tab called The Realm. We look forward to welcoming you to The Nest. Hi everyone, Mario Salinas here. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates daily podcast. It is such a delight to have the opportunity once again to share with you a story from my life that hopefully will impact yours. My story takes me to my mid-teen years on the island of Cyprus where I was raised in the family of educators and doctors. In this particular instance, I was working for my aunt, who was a chemist and had a lab in the city of Limassol, Cyprus. I would live in Larnaca at that time and then go to Limassol and spend a couple of weeks at a time working in her practice. And I did all kinds of things, everything from greeting patients and escorting them into her office to filing things to helping her in the lab to cleaning, uh, many, many different things. And it was a very difficult few days every time I had to work for my aunt because I grew up in a family of perfectionists. Some of you may have heard from conference talks and some of my books that I grew up in a family of, of individuals who were very highly motivated, highly uh, high achieving individuals who put a very high demand for excellence and for performance. And uh, as I said one time before, I was in a family where a 95, a grade 95 or marks, as you say in some countries, uh, of a 95 would bring the question, where did those five points go? Instead of a celebration for the 95 points that were uh, obtained. So my aunt was a very strict uh, disciplinarian in her practice. She was very particular about the way she wanted things done. And it was honestly a very difficult task to work for her. She was not an easy person to work for. 
by any stretch. However, the benefits of working with her were enormous. And one of those benefits is that she paid me very well. And at a young age, she uh, impacted my life by showing me that the workman is worthy of his hire. And though she put me through a grueling regimen and put very strong expectations on my life, both when I worked for her, but also in my academics, uh, throughout my academic years in Cyprus, she also rewarded me very well. In fact, she wanted to leave me the practice if I would go into medicine, but after working for her, I didn't want to. <laughs> so in this particular instance that I, I remains etched in my memory, she asked me after a grueling morning of work, where would you like to go for lunch? And I said in a characteristic Cypriot accent, Amathus, which is the way that Cypriots refer to the oldest and most renowned hotel on the island in the city of Limassol called Amethyst Beach Hotel. And Amathus, as I referred to it, I didn't need to say anything more after that name. She knew exactly what I meant. It was a place I had been to several times with her while I worked with her throughout the different times and seasons. And I had learned to love that place because I would always order a burger and they would bring it to me with a a plastic sword stuck in the burger to to capture the bun, the the burger and the lower bun and hold them together. And it was this long plastic uh, colorful sword. And I always liked those and I collected them actually. And I had several of them and I wanted to add to that collection. So I said, Amathus. So because the deal was I work for her and this is what she pays me. And she also takes me to lunch where I want to go to lunch. She, um, she conceded. And so we went and it, it was a quite a bit of a drive. We had a few hours during the lunch break because in Cyprus, people have a three hour lunch break from one to four and we had the time. So she drove and I remember going there and as always, Amathus was, um, spectacular the gardens the small uh, man-made waterfalls indoors outdoors the 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 different the koi uh, fish pond the beautiful well-kept grounds the massive swimming pool all these things made Amathus so appealing to thousands of tourists throughout the year and to the locals as well and I remember exactly where we sat in the big hall and it was beautifully air conditioned in a very hot country. And I remember ordering my burger with the big thick cut steak fries. And I don't remember what my aunt ordered, but it was, it was not a burger. And uh, we had just these most spirited talks about the day and about various clients. She had a very high end clientele of some of the aristocracy, if I, if I could put it that way, of, of Limassol and some of the higher end um, upper middle class and upper class individuals on the island. Sometimes people would come in from Nicosia, the capital, to see her. And on a rare occasion, people would fly in from either Greece and sometimes even London to see her because of her reputation as an outstanding doctor. And one of the things that stood out to me in this particular visit was that after we had this wonderful meal, my aunt asked me if I, if I wanted to go and buy a pair of shoes. 
and uh, I told her that I would like to and she said what kind of shoes do you think you would like and she meant what we called their tennis shoes but in the US we call them sneakers and I said there's this pair of Adidas that I've been eyeing in this one um, in this one window because I would have to walk by that window almost daily when I worked for her on my way to bring packages to a certain taxi service that would then transport those packages to another city or to different clients and those packages had the results of tests or things that she was sending to other doctors and by every time I walked by this Adidas shop I would I would um, look at these shoes and they stood out to me but they were the most expensive ones uh, on the shelf and, and it seems to have been a pattern in my life that I was always drawn to the nicest and most expensive things and my aunt said well what do you do you think that they might open a few minutes before four so we could catch it open before going back to work because we would work from four to seven that evening and I said I sure hope so I said sometimes I've walked by there and they were opening around 3:30, getting everything ready for the four o'clock official open so maybe they'd let us in so sure enough after we ate she paid the bill and then she took me to this place and we got and we, we walked in and and I tried on the shoes and they looked amazing they were brown suede I, I know it's something I would never wear today it's almost embarrassing to well it is embarrassing to admit it but it was these brown suede adidas sneakers with light brown stripes the three characteristic three adidas stripes but they were so beautiful and so high-end and they were a step a notch above the rest of what was available at that time and i knew that i would stand out with those and uh, I, I bought them and i was so overwhelmed with joy and with gratitude for what she had done at the same time that my aunt was doing all this she was paying for me to receive private piano lessons from an outstanding and very renowned uh, piano teacher who was a concert pianist herself from France and she was she was facilitating some of my education in one of the, the best schools on the island for the years to come and so she, she didn't have children of her own so she did a lot for me during my teenage years and even into my young adulthood and I remember driving home from driving to her uh, to her office and practice from this shoe shoe store after having had the burger the little plastic sword uh, in my position from uh, in my possession from the hotel and the restaurant and just overwhelmed with gratitude and feeling like the richest kid in the world and I said to her why why do you do so much for me uh, I obviously made mistakes in your shop today I made mistakes in the office I don't always do everything you tell me and she said I'm not treating you um, for who you are right now but I am treating you according to who you are becoming and who you will be and I'll never forget that she said you are going to need the protocol and the etiquette to stand before kings and you have to learn how to position yourself under the weight of the responsibility of the posture and the stature of a statesman and a leader and I, I had no idea what she was talking about but I never forgot it and what my aunt did and what she always has done and what she's in she's instilled in me to do with others is she treated me for who I was becoming because she foresaw where I was heading and saw the potential in my life 
for leadership and for accomplishment that would put me before people of influence and notoriety, and therefore she sewed into the education that I would need. It wasn't an education that one can get in the books, but it was an education that is facilitated by experience and by being actually present in an environment that requires of us the excellence and the posturing and the proper positioning for, uh, for impact. And so by taking me to these five-star hotels, by buying me such fine things, by sewing into an education, which was very classical at the time, and in, in music, and, and even for, for tutoring later on, for me to have excellent teachers and tutors beyond my academic achievements, she did all this because she saw where it was all going. And recently, my aunt re retired just recently from being a doctor. Uh, she's in her 80s now. She worked all the way up until 80 years old. And uh, well, actually just under 80. And she, uh, her husband passed away last year, uh, which was uh, very sad. But he's one of, one of the most amazing individuals that Cyprus ever produced, a hero on the island of Cyprus, there was a, a very stately funeral. He was one of the founders of the, of the modern nation of Cyprus and uh, a very renowned man and, and very respected. There was a TV coverage of the funeral. The president sent a wreath and the political party leaders all attended. So it was a major deal. And my aunt um, is, is by herself. And recently I, I contacted her and reminded her of that, of that incident with the Adidas shop and the shoes, and she didn't even remember it, but I tried to jolt her memory and told her what, what happened, and she said, I really don't remember any of these things that you speak of, and I understand why she wouldn't. But then I said to her, this is what you said to me when I asked you why you've been so kind to me over the years. You told me that you were sewing into who I was becoming and not treating me based on who I was at the time the young boy that was making mistakes in the lab and the one that had to be instructed all the times uh, all the time about how to do things right and she said I do remember that value my dad uh, my our father she said is the one who instilled that in us she's my father's sister and they have one more sister that's a doctor in Greece and she said our, our parents always uh, treated us according to who they believed we would become and not who we were at the time and so I encourage you with that story today. I'm a product of the love and the generosity and the largeness of heart of a family that believed in me when I had nothing to believe in for myself. And I believe that you can look at someone that's near you or someone that's assigned to your life, someone that you are journeying with even right now, and through the eyes of the Spirit, with the help of Almighty God, be able to look beyond what they're showing in the immediate present and to see into their future and to position them through your declarations and through your actions and through your generous and largeness of heart type um, of, of, of gestures to position them into their future and into their destiny. My aunt did that for me and I am forever indebted to her. I am deeply grateful for the upbringing that I had, not only from her, but also from my parents in my extended family, there was always someone who would realign me with my destiny by speaking over me and declaring the things that God would put on their heart about. And I believe it was many times 
it wasn't flesh and blood that revealed that to them. It was by the Spirit, groanings that cannot be uttered. They would, in a way, intercede over my life by speaking alignment over me and bringing the plumb light of God over my life to say, this is not who you are. This is who you are. And so I bless you today to empower the people around you to speak them and to declare them and to lift them through your gracious and forbearing heart into the levels they were destined to reach and even to walk alongside you in the greatness that Yahweh has and the things that he has planned to do for your life. And may you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers in this season. I pray blessing over your nation, blessing over your city, blessing over your household, blessing over your bloodline and generational lines. And may generation after generation rise up to call you blessed. Shalom.